Life Audio. Welcome to the Crosswalk Devotional. This is Dr. Michael A. Milton, welcoming you to a devotion on Deuteronomy chapter 30 that I've entitled The Choice. And we'll get to the devotional right after this message from our sponsors. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Today's devotional is entitled, The Choice, written and read by Dr. Michael A. Milton. And now, a reading from the scriptures, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 20. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear, and are drawn away, and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you And your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. The grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of the Lord will endure forever. Human beings are not trapped by a divinely imposed fatalism. This is one of the regrettable marks of some world religions. Some even confuse the Christian doctrines of election, predestination, 
and the sovereignty of God and the secret counsels of God with fatalism. However, the Bible never advances the dogma of human robots unable to make change. Rather, God ordains not only the ends, but he ordains the means. God cannot be God, of course, unless he is absolutely sovereign. Yet he is not the Lord revealed in creation and the Bible unless he permits human moral agency. Thus Moses can say to the people, choose on this day whether to know God's blessing or his displeasure. It is true, as Martin Luther responded to Erasmus, that our wills are in bondage until they are released by God through faith in Jesus Christ. However, when we receive Christ, our wills are liberated. As Augustine taught, liberated to sin or not to sin. Therefore, God calls us to receive God's gift of the way, the truth, and the life. To deny this invitation to our Creator's way is to default to sorrow. To choose God's way is to choose human flourishing. There is no greater curse one places upon oneself than to disregard the Creator. Therefore, Moses calls the people to the reminder that if they turn away from God and choose the ways of the world, so prevalent in the people groups around them, they will be choosing the judgment that comes upon the world. We must be careful to add that it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that one is saved. God saved the people of Israel from the bondage of Egypt. They couldn't do it themselves. God gave them a leader, a foreshadowing of a redeemer in the person of Moses. God worked miracles to liberate them from bondage and lead them through the wilderness. Yet God calls them in their redeemed state, redeemed from Egyptian bondage, to a new way of life. And so it is with us. God saves us, and then God calls us to follow him. He calls us to be imitators of him and to walk in his ways, Ephesians 5. To do so is to avoid the inevitability of crushing consequences of disobedience, and it will lead to a new life of joy. Moses calls creation to witness this statement. In doing this, Moses demonstrates that divine commands and consequences are deeply embedded within creation. These are universal laws that, if violated, will bring a judicial hardening of the conscience, removing God-given restraints, and at length causing a freefall descent into madness, resulting in personal and societal death. Such choices could not be for people chosen to bring forth a Savior to the world. In verse 19, Moses reflects the Lord's concern for the magnitude of this choice. If the people choose what is right, they'll not only have blessing unto themselves, but blessing unto their progeny. Israel's choice to follow God or not was inexorably linked 
to the destinies of generations unborn. Our choices always are. The force of the collected truths of Scripture demonstrate our connection across generations. Children not yet born will know Jesus Christ from infancy. Others will not. There are many who are called to the ministry because of the prayers of great-grandparents or great-great-grandparents that they never met. Moses' message from God to Israel is God's word to us today. Each generation is called to the same valley of decision. Choose today if you will follow God or follow the world. Your choice unleashes or restrains God's blessings. While each person is responsible for her moral choices, one might be given the advantage of insight and wisdom, a legacy of faithfulness. Pilgrim and Puritan congregations who came to these shores in North America chose to follow the Lord. They not only covenanted with God for themselves, but maintaining the transgenerational vision of this passage prayed for us as well. We were included in this covenant of blessing and curse. The motif of this covenant of life in Deuteronomy 30, with its judgments and blessings, has been repeated throughout history. The covenant of Moses has birthed great nations, including the British Empire and the United States. As nations of families and individuals follow the truths of God's word, Great benevolent cultures arise, bringing blessings to themselves and others. When the same people reject God, they invariably decline. We speak of nations not as merely political entities, but as human families gathered in a place, in unity and bound by common commitments. Even those individuals and families who deny God received the public and cultural benefits of the shade offered by a greater collected faith and obedience to God. Human flourishing is the certain outcome of obedience, not a transactional health and wealth deal with God, but the common blessings that do certainly attend the recognition, submission, and practice of divine truth. Likewise, all human beings experience not only the positive, but the negative, the negative effects of this covenant. Christians today in the West must be particularly careful and prayerful. The prevailing winds of our culture are not only anti-Christian, but come to the point of actually denying reality. The judgments that the Apostle Paul noted in Romans chapter 1 have now fallen upon our people. Some rightly ask if the restraining powers mentioned in the Bible that will be removed one day have now come upon us. There is a tipping point in the stages of great nations in which they go too far. Like Nineveh, however, which certainly was on that trajectory to destruction, they heard the gospel and they repented. It is never too late for either a person, a family, 
local church or a nation of Christians to repent and choose what is right and what is good. As this happens to nations, it of course happens to individuals. We are called to not only receive Christ by faith, but to walk in faith, obedience to the fruit of a will that has been liberated from the bondage of the devil, can choose what is good. At the intersection of faith and life, until death removes the opportunity, a kind and merciful Savior grants you the opportunity to choose life that you and your offspring may live loving the Lord your God, obeying His voice, and holding fast to Him. For He is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land. Further reading. Deuteronomy, a mentor expository commentary by Dr. Douglas F. Kelly. Also, 10 Things You Should Know About the Sovereignty of God by Sam Storms on Crosswalk. The article, What God Starts, God Completes, Help and Hope for Hurting People by Michael A. Milton and the book, What God Starts, God Completes. The links are in the devotional. Until next time, this is Mike Milton for the Crosswalk Devotional. May the Lord bless you and keep you now and forevermore. The Crosswalk Devotional is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.